This week in Pennsylvania, a federal judge declared Governor Tom Wolf's COVID-19 restrictions unconstitutional. U.S. District Judge William Stickman, a Trump appointee, said forcing people to stay at home, the placing of size limits on gatherings, and non-life-sustaining business shutdowns violate the First and Fourteenth Amendments to the U.S. Constitution. Well, here to discuss the ongoing shutdowns and their effect on society and business is Yunan Weiss. He's a former U.S. Marine, co-founder of RallyPoint. He's also an entrepreneur, investor, and founder and CEO of Kardash. Yanan, thank you for being with us today. So we're six months into shutdowns in some places, and despite that ruling in Pennsylvania, there's still many restrictions on folks in California. Also in New York City, Governor Cuomo says starting September 30th, restaurants can open but only operate at 25% capacity. So how realistic is that? Is it even worth it for those restaurateurs? You know, I live in California now, and I just came back from a trip to Georgia, which opened up in April. And it's interesting to see such a different world, like as a place in Georgia, where there's a lot more freedoms. There are some restrictions, but there's a lot more freedoms. And the health consequence in Georgia has been very similar to California. So if somebody looks at the COVID numbers, uh, the two states look fairly similar. One has taken a draconian approach that has shut down businesses, closed churches, uh, closed schools, that being California, and, and one that hasn't, uh, and one being Georgia. Uh, and so I think we all like to think that if we are making these sacrifices, and the question is whether these sacrifices are even constitutional, but if we are making these sacrifices, is it worth it? And we're not seeing that being the case. Well, originally, we were told the shutdowns would last only a couple of weeks or so, uh, and that way hospitals would not become overwhelmed. They'd save lives. Very few people are actually dying right now from the virus. I guess none were recorded recently in about 35 states, so no deaths. Now, if you look at the way Sweden handled the pandemic, the country didn't go on lockdown. They've had less than 6,000 deaths. So what happened there? Well, I think that's nature taking its course. What the data has shown is that government actions is not what's preventing or necessarily accelerating deaths. This is a virus. It comes tends to come quickly once it arrives at, at a location's doorstep. Uh, the deaths in cases rise quickly, whether there's masks, whether there's or not, whether businesses are open or not, whether schools are open or not. Um, these are the patterns we've seen in different jurisdictions in different states. The virus comes, the cases go up, and then it goes away. Um, that's what we see in Sweden. Sweden never closed primary schools. They never closed down bars. They never closed down restaurants. They never shut down businesses. The only restriction Sweden ever put in place from a government point of view was limiting events over 50. And Sweden has been on zero deaths now for a while. It's a, it's 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 gone. The 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 case for the right now, there is no more cases, uh, almost no new cases, and there's almost no new deaths in Sweden. Uh, similar to what you find in the United Kingdom, also, uh, although they had masks and they shut down businesses and such. What's interesting is the UK just passed a rule that you can't assemble more than six people. Uh, Australia has passed rules that you can't even speak out against lockdowns. They come to your house and arrest you just for speaking out. Uh, are there lessons? What are they? Well, there's many lessons, and one is that fear and panic is usually the driver of policies, not actual outcome. Sweden is a very good place to compare 
because they have dense cities and they have uh, suburban areas and they have rural areas. So Stockholm, the city itself of Stockholm is one of the densest cities in Europe. It's actually about similar in density to Chicago and Boston. And they've had a similar death rate to Chicago and Boston. So it's not that Sweden has done better. Uh, they've done similar. They've had similar outcomes. Um, they just haven't done any of or almost none of the government coercive interventions. Um, you look at Stockholm County. So it's a slightly larger region. And they've had similar results or better results to similar population sizes in the United States. But again, they didn't shut down businesses. They didn't close down primary schools. Uh, they didn't close down, you know, they didn't require masks and they've had similar results. And so you can't look at Sweden and just ignore the fact that they've had similar or better results and did not make these draconian decisions. So it makes you wonder if uh, we hadn't done anything, if we would have had similar results. So once everything is reopened fully, how do you think this pandemic will change the way we do business in the months and years ahead? Well, I think a lot of this is politically driven. So the science is simply not there about masks, for example. In fact, science has been studying, uh, epidemiologists have been studying masks in pandemics for decades. There are many studies on masks. All of them, and there's well over a dozen of them, have shown that there's no real benefit for a general population for healthy people in general population to wear masks. The benefit has just never been validated. Uh, that changed this summer. And it wasn't like there was a new study that came out that proved that it was. It was just a political decision. And we can discuss why that is. But it was a politically driven decision. So I think a lot of the policies we will see will depend on which administration is in the White House, um, what the political environment is. It's unfortunately not very well predictable from the actual science itself. Well, I guess we will see how U.S. voters respond on November 3rd to the way all of this has been handled, won't we? So, Yunan Weiss, co-founder of RallyPoint and CEO of Kardash, thank you so much for sharing your insights today. Thanks for having me.